Welcome to the Bravo Papers, a safe space for all us Bravo fans who love to analyze, deconstruct, and talk about our favorite Bravo shows ad nauseum. There's no such thing as overanalyzing or reading too much into your favorite Bravo shows and Bravo celebrities here. So join me, Bravo and Botox, as I find the depth amongst the shallow. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Bravo Papers, Bravo Weekly News. There's a lot going on this week, but before we get into it, I just want to say a reminder. If you could please rate, review, and subscribe, I would love that. Um, You know, I'm on YouTube. I'm on Twitter slash X at Bravo and Botox. On YouTube, you can find me um, at the Bravo Papers. You know, I'm on Instagram at Bravo and Botox, also at the Bravo Papers. I just feel like I haven't done this little spiel in a while. So spiel, spiel, whatever. Um, Please join my Patreon as well. For $5 a month, you get four extra podcasts a month, which is a great deal. Um, I've covered topics like what, why, you know, Catherine Dennis was in my DMs. I talked about some of my thoughts on this, like, quote unquote, new Kyle Richards on, you know, the Lindsay and Carl debate and like basically whatever Bravo topics are on my mind that week. Um, This week on the Patreon, I'm going to be going over a couple of my more, I don't know, unfiltered BravoCon thoughts that I didn't cover last week. And I'm also going to be diving into the Vanity Fair article. I'm going to talk about it here as well, but I'm going to go into more detail on the Patreon and really break down the article, you know, step by step as it goes. So come over and join. We're, you know, having a great time over there. You can comment on all the uh, episodes and have discussions and things like that. And, you know, it's a much more personal, uh, intimate experience. All right. So let's get into it. It is Monday, November the 13th, which is crazy. I can't believe it's already November. I'm very much feeling that November burnout. I don't know if that happens to other people. It's like, you know, you always feel kind of fresh, like moving into the fall. And then November comes and it starts to get like, oh, and then you get like the adrenaline for the holidays, which is great. And that nice, like cozy Christmas winter feeling. And then it just kind of and then January and February, just blah. I guess it depends on where you live. I don't know. I live in Canada, so and in Ontario. So January and February and March can be kind of brutal with the winter. And it's just like, oh, seasonal depression is real. Not looking forward to that. However, let's not think about that right now. Let's think about the drama that keeps us going every day, or at least me, which is the Real Housewives right now of Salt Lake City. Because, oh my God. I mean, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is like the show now. It is the moment. It is everything right now. You know, 
they're just bringing it on the show and they're bringing it off the show just in ev- and not just like one cast member like they I mean it is mostly one cast member I guess Monica is like at the center of everything but they're all bringing it so I mean if you're not watching Salt Lake City this season you're making a big mistake I understand that last season I don't know I thought last season was garbage so I get it and if you and you know and I wasn't that excited for this season but then when they showed like when we got the initial trailer and stuff I was like okay okay I can see it um I thought it looked kind of good and I was down with it so maybe you feel the same way and or maybe you just were like forget it I'm done with it if you were done with it please come back please watch it I mean they should be getting Beverly Hills ratings based on how good it is to me it's the best show on right now in terms of housewives Miami is also fantastic if you're not watching Miami you're also making a big mistake however maybe controversial this season of Salt Lake City is so far better than Miami now that being said Miami's only a couple episodes in so we can't make like a full assessment yet but I don't know. It's going to be hard to beat this season of Salt Lake City, in my opinion. Okay, so let's start with the original blind from Dumois that kind of started this whole just chaos of chaos. (laughs) Okay, so I have it saved here on Instagram. So it all started with, you know, there was this blind about, hang on, I'm going to open it for you. Okay. So there was this blind that said, broke criminal snowflake, which I don't know. I I wonder if this was sent in by one of Monica's castmates. I just, I don't know, just putting it out there. Okay, I'm gonna read it. The lies, the lies, the lies are flying around Salt Lake City from this broke snowflake who allegedly mysteriously got a lot of money after the main snowflake lost her 60K uninsured piece. Want more tea? Allegedly, all the snowflakes are sure that the broke snowflake stole the piece, one of the many reasons why no one wants her on the show anymore. But the broke snowflake probably will blame her mom. Okay, so that was what kind of got the ball rolling. So if you're confused about any of that, basically they all think Monica stole Lisa's $60,000 ring. Now, a lot of people are like, you know, this seems like, why are we accusing Monica of theft, right? When Lisa, like dummy, lost her ring. You know, it seems like a little bit racist as well to be accusing Monica, but... On the other side, I don't know if these women know something that we don't know, and that's possible. Like maybe they know something or something happened that we don't know about that is making them think this was Monica. I don't know. However, like it can't be, if it's something stupid like, oh, she bought a purse or I don't know, she whatever, like went shopping a week later, like that's not evidence. Okay, just in case anyone from Salt Lake City is listening. That's circumstantial at best. But maybe there is something that's like, you know, more hard hard hitting than that. And I guess we'll find out. So clearly the ladies think she stole the ring. So that's one thing. Now that is like the smaller of the news. 
because my God, the bigger of the news is that, so I don't know if you remember, which you probably do. Sorry if my chair makes weird noises, by the way. Um, For those of you that are new here, my chair, it makes weird noises when I move and, you know, it's not a fart. Okay. I'm just telling you. (laughs) So at the beginning of the season, we had that preview with Heather Gay being like, oh my God, it's her. Uh, She's the one. I'm going to play a bit of it. Hang on. Hang on. Sorry. Oh, shoot. Hang on. I had my headphones plugged in, so it wasn't playing. Okay. (laughs) What did you find out? Are you kidding me right now? Shut the f*** up. I'm trembling, like, trembling. I cannot believe it's her. How could she do this to us? I'm freaking the f*** out. I'm freaking the f*** out. You guys, no, seriously. Seriously, no. You guys, for real. Okay, so in that scene, it was like you couldn't even see anyone's face. You could just see like shoes and whatever. And then the producers come out and they're like filming Heather and she's like, get out, you know, and like pushing the camera away. So, okay, this is what allegedly is going on. So apparently what actually has happened is that Heather's company Beauty Lab sued Monica for breach of contract, so I guess for not paying for her cosmetic injections. And then Monica countersued Beauty Lab for quote-unquote botched injections. Now, the reason that you have Heather saying it was her, it was her, is because Heather didn't realize that it was this Monica or that Monica was the customer that was suing them until they go on some trip to Bermuda, which was in May 2023, okay? Because allegedly, Monica used a different last name. She used the name Monica Fowler, not Monica Garcia, as we see on Salt Lake City. However, there's more. So, If that wasn't crazy enough, um, so now they're all accusing Monica of stealing the ring, okay? Then Heather Gay put out basically a post about Beauty Lab and how proud she is of her business, the business that she's built, and that, you know, this lawsuit is trying to, like, defame her business and make them look bad and all this kind of stuff, and that, you know, it's a business built by women and it's a business of integrity and all this other stuff, okay? And, you know, the other women put up messages, comments, and posts in support, like Meredith um, posted a picture of her and Heather and wrote, if you're not a good time girl, you can leave with hearts. And then, you know, Lisa replied with hearts and Angie K replied, like they all replied, except Monica, obviously. And what I'm hearing is that it's basically like the whole cast versus Monica. Like she has not one ally. Um, It's going to (laughs) be, I don't know how the reunion's going to look. Maybe Monica on one side and all the rest on the other. I don't know. That would be kind of exciting, actually. Um, So there's that. Okay. Then, and 
Then there's floating around. I don't even know how to say this because this is all so wild. Then somebody else was saying, and I was like losing track of what was happening because everything was happening so fast when all this was unrolling. Um, Then there was like somebody posted this Davis County Justice Court document that said the defendant was um, Monica Fowler. And they were saying that apparently she claimed that she was a military, that she was in the military to get benefits of some kind. Like, I don't know, some maybe like health benefits or something. I'm not sure if that's like a thing. Um, (laughs) Anyways, so then Monica posted it to her story and wrote, quote unquote, people are really pressed. Love to see it. Ha. And then she wrote, this was me being sued for making a freaking TikTok in a car wash. He dropped the case. Ha ha ha. He filled that out because he didn't know. You are all trying so hard. If you don't clearly see what's happening here, I cannot help you. So, listen. I I like Monica as a housewife, but don't give me the, like, if you don't clearly see what's happening, because this is a mess, okay? Between you and your mom and all of this, the whole cast is against you. You can't, so let's not go down the road of like, Monica's 100% innocent. So listen, that being said, I'm still on Monica's side because she's making this like the best Salt Lake City season we've had ever, in my opinion, and I'm enjoying it. Now, Monica's mom, who we know just loves posting on social media, wrote, Monica didn't claim to be a veteran. The local car wash tried to sue Monica for a broken machine. She didn't do it. They dropped the suit. Case closed. Okay. Which that is different than what Monica said. So that's a little weird, but whatever. It doesn't seem like this veteran thing is anything. Then Monica posted on her story and just wrote like, my only comment at this time is see you at the reunion. XOXO, Monica Garcia, Betch. Okay. <laughs> so that's where we stand. Um, I don't think I've ever been so excited for a reunion since like, okay, the last time I was, okay, actually I shouldn't say that. Recent, in recent times I've been, I was very excited for obviously the Scandaval reunion. I was more excited about that than this. And then I was also very excited about the Kathy Hilton versus Rinna reunion. And this is up there. This is up there with those. I I never thought I would be this excited for a Salt Lake City reunion because Salt Lake City has kind of been like at the bottom for me in terms of my favorite housewife shows. Like I would say it's been my least favorite since it started. I I never liked Jen Shaw. I thought she was annoying from day one. I didn't like the way she yelled. I just like the first three seasons for me were so like toxic and not in a fun way. And I don't know. They had a season where like one of them was getting arrested by the feds and it still wasn't that good. Like they really fumbled it. So I was just really like, but now Jen is gone. And you know what my favorite part about all this is that Jen was like having her Twitter or whatever social media manager like on the first episode because they mentioned Jen a couple times, which of course it's the first episode. She just went to jail, whatever. And Jen was like, oh, they should be paying me because they're mentioning my name so much. And now I just want to be like, 
this is so funny because now they're having like the best season that everyone is loving and no one is talking about Jen and they're all talking about like drama that has nothing to do with Jen, which I love. So suck it, Jen. Okay. Um, I have no sympathy for that woman. All right. Other random update from Salt Lake City that doesn't have to do with this is that Monica scored 6.6K a month in divorce settlement and full custody. And that's after cheating on her husband with her brother-in-law and admitting it on camera. So I don't know. He must have really effed up. (laughs) He must be worse in some way because what is happening? Or Monica is just the most savvy, sly con artist that we've ever seen. If she is, I'm here for it. The fake name. Like someone on Twitter was like comparing her. It's like it's like Danielle Staub all over again. It is. I'm here for it. Bring it. Like, I'm not saying Monica's like some innocent victim, but like she's bringing entertainment and I am very appreciative. Okay. So, wow. We have a lot of excitement going on. I hope that if you're not watching Salt Lake City, this will convince you to and you should. Because not only this, like the actual season and what's happening in the actual season is also really good. Okay. So... Let's talk about Lindsay Hubbard on the Viel Files. You know I hate saying that guy's name. Okay. I'm not a fan of him. I don't know. He's annoying. I used to be like a bachelor person like way back in the day before it like completely went to garbage. And in my opinion, I don't know. I don't really watch. I don't watch it anymore. I haven't watched it since before the pandemic. But um, I was just never a fan of his. But he had Lindsay on. And she, I'm just going to give you a few updates about what she said in terms of her and Carl. Because there's some interesting stuff here. So, so Lindsay admits that they did start couples therapy about a year into their relationship. So it was because Carl was struggling with his sobriety and his career, which we're not surprised about that, right? He's talked about that. That makes sense. Um, And I could see how like... His sobriety, obviously, we can all see how that would impact him being in a relationship. And then the career thing, like for men, and I'm not trying to, you know, gender stereotype, but this is a thing in our society that, you know, although gender norms are changing, this is still a norm, which is that, you know, there is still like a lot of men, their identity is wrapped up in their career. Um, and if their career is not going well, it can really impact like their self-confidence. And I could see, I feel like I saw that with Carl or see that with him. I feel like I've seen that with him, like throughout his whole summer house journey. Um, basically Lindsay, you know, said that that was causing problems, which I could see that, especially because Lindsay is like always been like a successful PR, like businesswoman. She's always like hustling and And I'm sure Carl's issues with addiction have also gotten in the way of his ability to be motivated, successful, you know, being sober can also come with like having to feel your feelings, including like depression and things like that. So, you know, I'm not blaming him for that. I think that's a difficult thing. And I think getting therapy for that is not a bad idea. Um, But Lindsay did say, I thought this was interesting. Like she confirms he did not cheat and she 100% believes he didn't cheat. So that's good. Um, however, she does say that there could have been someone sort of 
quote unquote, in his ear about their relationship and that she'll watch back this season and it might give her more, I don't know, insight into that. I don't know. I hear that. My first thought is Kyle because, I mean, I don't know what happened. Like, Kyle and Lindsay were friends. I've always liked their friendship, but something happened, Amanda, and it just feels like Kyle has completely abandoned Lindsay's side. Whereas he used to be kind of friends with both of them. Like, of course, he's closer with Carl, but I don't know. Maybe he just didn't like them as a couple. I don't know. It was almost like on Vanderhouse, oh my God, sorry, Vanderpump Rules when like, remember we saw that cut scene last season where Tom Sandoval's actually like comforting Katie before his, um, one of his most extra shows because like she feels kind of left out of the group and he's like, I'm sorry. And it was like the first time we really saw like Tom Sandoval being compassionate towards Katie. Like it's almost like, I don't even think Tom Sandoval like hated Katie that much. I think it was more that he hated that she was with Schwartz and he wanted Schwartz all to himself. So I think that once they were divorced, like he was like, could show her some compassion and, you know, feel bad for her, I guess, to a point. But it feels like maybe a similar thing. Like Kyle was like really liked Lindsay, but he didn't want them to be together. And and he could have some good reasons for that. Maybe they're not good as a couple. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe he just like feels like, I don't know, someone's taking away his best friend. And since it's someone in the group, there's something more intense about that. I don't know. That's just what it feels like to me. Anyways. Um, but Lindsay does say that she was she felt completely blindsided. And again, this is one of those situations where like we ha- we do have to go with feelings. We can take into account facts, but you can't tell, like I don't think in my opinion, you can't tell Lindsay that she's wrong for feeling blindsided. That's how she felt. And no, feelings are not facts. However, She's allowed to feel blindsided when she's broken up with two weeks after her bridal shower. Any woman would feel that way. Even if there were red flags and even if you did fight sometimes or whatever, there's no like, well, you should have known. Like if you really truly thought you were going to marry someone, you're allowed to feel blindsided even if there was a lot of dysfunction. Like I said, I talked about this last week. Like I've seen much worse leading up to weddings. I don't know. I'm just saying. So she did feel blindsided because she says Carl didn't bring up any like, you know, they had therapy, but he didn't bring up any fears of like getting married or anything that was like, we should probably not get married or we should postpone the wedding or we should call off the wedding. Like he didn't bring up anything like that. It was more like, let's just work through our communication and stuff like that. But it wasn't about like, "Mm, I don't think we should get married right now. Okay. Um, She also does say, though, that like Carl can't, he can't communicate with like his feelings well, which that makes sense. He's an addict. So uh, that can be a common thing. Having issues dealing with your feelings, expressing them. And a lot of times like, you know, addiction is like escaping those feelings. And that can be a difficult thing. So that makes sense. 
Um, what else? Um, she did say that, you know, looking back, there were there were things that she didn't see and there were some things that she ignored because, I mean, is that not the most relatable relationship thing, though? Like, I don't know about the rest of you, but I've definitely been in relationships where there were really clear bad signs and I chose to ignore them or I honestly just didn't see it because you get like you have those rose colored glasses on um, or you just don't want to see it because even if there are bad things you love the person so much and you just can't imagine your life without them so you're like just going to figure out a way happens all the time. People ignore red flags about cheating. People ignore red flags about their partner maybe lying to them about something different. Just there's a million things that happen. And then when you break up, it's like, you're like, oh yeah. So I could see that. Um, And this is the part that kind of bothers me because I feel like Carl's trying to make it out like, oh, she should have known. Like there was a little bit of that at BravoCon where he's like, Like, his excuse basically on the panel, on one of the panels, was like, I think you're all going to see, like, when you watch the season back that, you know, this was the right decision, da-da-da. Like, that's not people's problem, though, Carl. Like, I agree with him. I think this was the right decision. People don't have it. I don't think anyone's going to have an issue with that. Like, yeah, it's you breaking up with her. Anyone has the right to break up with anyone for whatever reason they can think of. You can break up with someone because you don't like the TV shows that they watch if you really want to. Like, we are all free, okay? We're, we should not be constricted or constrained. Sometimes people break up with people just because their feelings changed. There's no logic to it. They wake up one day, they're less in love with someone. That's the risk you take in relationships, right? So Carl has the right to bail out of the relationship, even if they weren't fighting, and he was just like, you know what? We, we've been getting along great. We have so much fun together. We have everything in common. We never fight. But I just don't feel that way anymore. Or, you know, I thought I had a romantic feelings for her or I did. And now they faded and I just see her as a friend. Like that would be a valid reason to break up too. It 100% would be valid. But that's not what people have an issue with. So... Like, I don't know if he's going down, like, the Sandoval road a little bit, which I feel like he is, which is that he's hoping that we're all going to see, you know, oh, look, like, Lindsay's miserable and Lindsay's this all season, so you're all going to be on my side, even if the way I dumped her is mean, (laughs) which I don't think it's going to work out for him. I just don't. I think there's too many women who watch this show who, whether they like Lindsay or not, have been broken up with in a shitty way, whether it's, like you know, through a text message or, you know what I mean? Or the guy doesn't give you like a straight, clear answer or whatever. I think there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be not sympathetic towards him. Um, okay. So what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh yeah. Um, she believes that basically the main reason he broke up with him is because he's just not prepared to be in a relationship. So like, it's not like Lindsay saying that he is this like evil monster because he wasn't prepared to be in a relationship. Like she acknowledges he wasn't ready. He wasn't expressing his emotions, etc. Um, She said he got really agitated. Now, this is the part where I think a little bit of Carl's like inner asshole comes out. Not saying like Lindsay can't be an asshole too, because she can. But um, 
he she said he became agitated with her when she talked about finances and told her that any wife of his would not ask him questions and will basically just shut up and follow his lead and that he needed her to be softer and more understanding and give him hugs and said this in the last two weeks of their relationship Lindsay Lindsay's response was I'm not a pushover or a follower and I want someone who's like an equal partner so I think the truth about this is that Carl maybe I think Carl just can't handle a lot of the conflict and uncomfortable conversations that come with a serious relationship when it comes to like finances, et cetera, et cetera. I think he can't handle most of that and that he probably does need a lot of softness and kid gloves. But I also think that that's not really a fair thing to ask of a woman, which again is why he just shouldn't be in a relationship at all. That's that's the answer until he's gotten, you know, intensive therapy and is really ready, which he clearly is not. You know, Lindsay shouldn't have to change who she is, you know, authentically to, you know, and just pretend she's this like quiet pushover type. That's not who she is. And I mean, he knew that going into it. So I think that's kind of part of the reason that she's probably a little annoyed or blindsided. Um, anyways, so she says that he did plan the breakup and actually moved their couples therapy appointment to film. And he played it like he like when when they started filming sorry it's like not funny but it is but he played it like he didn't know why they were filming at first she said between sunday and wednesday he didn't talk to her so this was the sunday and wednesday before the breakup and he slept in the guest room and she didn't know what was going on and then she asked why are we filming so this is wednesday morning um then production got to the apartment and she says he got really mad and basically said he's close to canceling the wedding and she was like what then filming started he broke up with her and she said he was like really emotional um and that he kind of wanted her to beg to be with him and she refused okay oh my god i can't believe we're gonna get to watch this like there's a part of me that's like maybe we shouldn't get to watch this but then there's the other part of me that's like i cannot wait to watch this like this is gonna this is gonna be one of those things that's gonna be a little too real where you're like like there's been those like rare moments with bravo where it's just like so real that you're like like watching like tom and ariana's breakup conversation you know watching oh when tamra was in the limo with her ex-husband simon and was like i want a divorce you know like there's just like those moments that are just like holy crap this is going to be one of those. Um, okay, so she ended up going to her friend's house after that. He tried to text her. She didn't answer. Um, you know, she barely ate for a month. He never was asked. He was texting, but he wasn't asking, like, are you okay? They had no off-camera conversations because she just ignored him. But she said he never called or apologized. Um they sat down before she went to the Bahamas and he tried to convince her that he didn't set up the cameras. I have a feeling that this 
was okay so this was obviously after the press and the media got a hold of the fact that he set up the cameras so the best thing he can do is sit down Lindsay and try and convince her that he didn't set up the cameras right because then he's got her on his side for that and he doesn't have to look like the bad guy it's clear to me that Carl doesn't like, you know, Carl went about the breakup in the wrong way. He had every reason to break up. Like I said, I do not fault him for ending the relationship. I don't think he's a bad guy for wanting out of the relationship. And I think he made the right decision and that they're both better off. That being said, the way he did it sucks. And he did it in a shit way. But he's going to have to just eat that. Like, you don't get to always be the victim. I think he's been enjoying everyone kind of feeling bad for him the last few years and seeing him in a new light since his brother passed with his addiction stuff. Like he has turned over kind of a new leaf and people have enjoyed it. I don't think he wants to go back to being like the bad guy fuck boy, but like you know, the best way for him to not have that become his whole new persona is to just own it and try to keep improving from there because that's all you can do right? Anyways, supposedly they, he did want to, like, he wanted to cancel the wedding, but not necessarily break up. But when they were filming it, like, I guess the conversation just went down that path and they ended up, like, Lindsay was like, listen, if we're not getting married, I'm done. Which I totally get that. Because I would be like, listen, if the person wants to call off the wedding, clearly they're not as into the relationship as I am. And also clearly it could be so humiliating especially since he'd already, the cameras were up filming and she was blindsided. So how's she ever going to trust him again? Like, it's just too much. It's like, we might as well just break up. I get that. So he moved out. His He does have stuff still there. He still pays rent. Lease is up in June, 2024. And she doesn't plan on moving out before then. So, okay. Um, she said Danielle did not do the like I told you so um, and admits that she didn't like her own behavior during Lindsay and Carl's engagement, but has fully, which that's fair. She didn't, you know, Danielle, Danielle and Carl have a lot in common because they both, they both did the right thing in the sense of like, they were both correct that their relationship wasn't right and needed to be over. They were both right about that, but they both went about it in like the worst way possible. Like, the way Danielle went about it, like, crying at the engage or, like, having a little hissy fit at the engagement party and, like, talking shit to all Lindsay's friends and relatives and, like, just acting like a baby and, like, you know, getting all mad at Carl when he says he bought a ring and, like, just, it was, and just, like, crying on the floor. Oh, and then, like, talking shit with all these girls that don't even like Lindsay. Like, she just went about it in the worst way. Was she right, though, about you know, their relationship not being that strong. Yeah, she was right. And Carl, like, again, it's the same thing with Carl. Was he right that they should break up? Yeah. Did he go about it in a shit way? Also, yes. (laughs) Um, So, you know, at least Danielle can admit that. She looks back and admits that she didn't handle it correctly, which that's all you got to admit. I didn't handle it correctly. And, you know, now her and Lindsay can rebuild their friendship, which to me, that's the relationship that I think is even more important. So I'm glad that that's that they're on the mend. Um, apparently, Kyle is taking Carl's side, which is like news to no one. Amanda's more neutral. Um, 
I'm just thinking if there was anything else that was really important. I think that's it. I think, you know, we're going to have more clarity when we see the season play out. But what I really think is that we're really going to see a couple that is having some issues and is fighting. I Is it going to be any worse than Kyle and Amanda fighting up until their wedding? Probably not. So I don't think it's going to work out the way that Carl seems to think it's going to work out. Because, like, just seeing him on the panel at BravoCon, like, he looked pretty, like... I don't know. He looked a little like cocky with his like, oh, you guys are going to see. Wait till you watch it. And like, we always know that that's a bad attitude to take. Like Tom Sandoval thought that too. I really, I think that when you think the season and everything's going to play out in your favor, it's not a good road. It never works out that way. You got to like curb your expectations. All right. So Let's move on to some BravoCon news. So last week on the news episode, I was talking about a lot of the BravoCon news. And obviously, since then, more stuff has come out because now a lot of the panels have been airing on TV, I think on Peacock and stuff. And, you know, there's more of the like professional clips kind of floating around. So here's a few things. Let's start with Teddy versus Vicky. So they had this like squash that beef thing. Teddy and Vicky went up there and Teddy had this like comeback that was basically like, oh, I think you were just triggered because, you know, you weren't used to being around someone who actually had cancer. So Teddy, I believe, is referring to melanoma because I'm pretty sure I have to double check, but I'm pretty sure Teddy had melanoma at one point. Anyways, it did not land. Like, you can hear in the audience's reaction, basically right away, everyone's like, ooh. Even Andy's face is like, ooh. And Vicky's like, you're disgusting, you know? <laughs> so it did not go well for Teddy, as usual, because Teddy sucks at shade. And then she had to apologize, because all these people are like, why is she using cancer as a as a shade and blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> it was so it's just so Teddy to have to apologize for shade. Like, Teddy, that is the most Teddy thing that ever happened in the world. Like, she just can't help being Teddy, I guess. Like, having to apologize for her comeback. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. You could tell, too, it was so planned and rehearsed. And she thought it was going to be, like... She just thought it was going to be such a win because she thought, oh, everyone still hates Vicky for the cancer thing, which a lot of people do, but it didn't matter. People just didn't like her using cancer in the comeback at all. So, yeah, it. Uh, she apologized on her podcast and, you know, another day, another Teddy fail. Um, okay, Lessa from Dubai. So she shaded Cherie. Did I just say Cherie? Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Cherie. I know that. I'm just like going back to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills when we had Cherie on for like five seconds. God, that was a fail of a casting decision. Um, she shaded Sheree and was like, oh, Alexander McQueen or Alexander McSheen? And everybody was like, oh my God, it was a good, it was good. I mean, it's so Sheree to get 
read like that and to just like not and to just like not even be able to respond. Then she starts spiraling on Instagram. Like Sheree was like posting, I don't know, she was like posting like pictures of the dress from the Alexander McQueen website. She's like posting like evidence that it's real. She's like responding to fans and we retweeting them. Like she's just fully spiraling, which is again so Sheree. Like she couldn't come up with something on the spot. And then later she's like going to town with all these IG posts and, and Twitter posts. Anyways. There was a lot of people that were like, oh my God, there would have been a time where no one would have like tried to throw shade at the ladies of Atlanta. Now look at this. It's kind of like, you know, maybe a sign of bad times for Atlanta. But I mean, I don't know. That's always been Sheree. She's like, sometimes she has good comebacks, but a lot of times she, you know, she stumbles in the moment. Um, Okay, so another thing I saw was that there's a made-up quote going around from Andy Cohen. Basically that he basically that he said he wants Diana Jenkins back on the show and that she's like the level he would like housewives to be at. I saw this and I was I remember seeing it and I was like, "What? That doesn't make any sense. Like why would Andy say that?" She was like a PR nightmare. She did nothing but cause problems for him and Bravo in general. So it just, to me, I was like, this can't be true. Whatever. I kept scrolling. Then, you know, a couple days later, I saw, or this week, I saw the one of the Instagram um, content. What am I talking about? Sorry. One of the Bravo accounts that I follow that I sometimes post in my Twitter roundups called uh, at Sonia's townhouse and they were like guys I made this up like it was just a joke because like you know the first couple days of BravoCon were kind of boring there wasn't a lot of drama etc which we also knew because Philly at Philly Diva who was the one that Diana Jenkins uh, made racist remarks at last season um, tagged Andy and was like Basically, like, Andy, what the hell? Why would you want this woman back after the way that she behaved last season? And Andy responded and was like, I never said that. This is a made-up quote. Okay, so that's all fine. We know it's made up. And then Sonia's townhouse on Twitter, then the other day I noticed, they posted it and they were like, oh my God, but look at the cast reacting. Because then Diana Jenkins, who's a dodo, bird thought it was real so she posted on her instagram and she's like see andy understands that i you know had a lot more to say and a lot more of a storyline to go and blah 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 like anyways or more of my story to tell or some crap like that and she thought it was real which by the way she has now not only deleted the post she deleted her instagram I guess she was so embarrassed that she deleted her whole Instagram, which, like, I love it. I just love it. And on top of that, now this is the worst part. The cast reacted when she did post it. The rest of the cast, morons, also believed it and freaking were commenting. So Dorit, Kyle Richards, okay, uh, who else was it? Dorit, Kyle, and Erica were all like, oh my God, 
you should come back. We miss you. We, yeah, we agree with him. We want you back on the show. And they're like hearting it and like replying with hearts. And then Lisa Rinna, of course, was like, he made a huge mistake getting rid of you. Like all this stuff. It wasn't real, guys. And they've all just showed their cards. So you all support that woman. You all support that like disgusting woman. Good to know. Good to know, Dorit, Kyle, and Erica. I mean, give me a break. And then Dory wonders why Garcelle does not feel safe sharing things about her family with her. This is why. Because you're still fraternizing with the one who was just a nightmare for Garcelle all season. Like, give me a break. Anyways, there's also been some, there is a Reddit thread that I noticed that this is a totally different topic, by the way, talking about Chanel Ion from Dubai. So apparently people were complaining at BravoCon or people were just annoyed because apparently Chanel was being not so nice to fans at BravoCon. Okay. So basically she was refusing to take pictures unless you like bought something from her little store or whatever, and that she was just not being very nice. And yeah, fans were pissed. And a lot of people were like coming after her, like kind of being like, you know what? Her fashions are ridiculous. And all she does is like wear these like ridiculous oversized ball gowns and oversized ball gowns doesn't equal fashion. (laughs) And, um, you know, I'm done with her and blah, blah, blah. So I think she alienated some fans, which was a mistake. I mean, considering that Dubai's first season wasn't that good, and didn't do that well. She needs to kind of take down her ego a little bit. Like the fans are what are going to make you. Nothing else. Um, There's also been some discussion about, you know, on the topic of like rude Bravo liberties at BravoCon. Um, Crystal said that she felt that some of the Roni cast members were rude at BravoCon, old and new. Now, Olivia from Southern Charm replied on Instagram and said, I actually thought Crystal was rude, which I thought was funny. (laughs) And I could see that because Alexia also said on another panel that the Beverly Hills women can be a bit full of themselves. And I've heard that, that the Beverly Hills women kind of feel like they're at the top of the housewives food chain. So they kind of think they're maybe better than some of the other franchises, which I think is interesting. Um, so yeah, and I've this is not the first time I've heard that Crystal was rude from fans, just saying. So I don't know, like maybe, maybe some Roni cast members though were rude to Crystal, but maybe it's like you give what you get. It could be as simple as that. I would still love to know who Crystal was talking about. Like don't throw it around and not say it. Um, Okay. We also have Lala apologize to Teresa and Louie, she said on her podcast, because she was asked, she was on a panel, which by the way, Marge was on, and she was asked who she wouldn't want to be stuck in an elevator with, and she said Teresa and Louie. She then said on her podcast that she texted them, she apologized, like she's never had a bad interaction with them, or like nothing's ever happened, and that she felt bad. So there's that. Um... Not that big of a deal. I just, 
I was thinking at the time, I wonder if she said that because Marge was on her panel and maybe she was just like pandering a little bit to Marge. I don't know. So I could see why. <laughs> like, I just wasn't that surprised that she all of a sudden backtracked. Um, Andy was asked who his all-time favorite housewife was. So I'm going to give you a second right now in your head. Who do you think it is? Teresa Judice. Which, I mean, why wouldn't it be? She has given him so much ratings, content, drama. I mean, that woman, like, whether you like her or not, she's shared so much. It's unreal and has just consistently brought it. Whether it's controversy, even like her haters love to talk about her. She, at the end of the day, she brings in the money. And I think for Andy, that's a lot of it. Um, Phaedra was asked about the Caroline Brandy thing at BravoCon. And basically Phaedra said, so what she was asked about was, you know, you know, is she standing by Brandy, all that kind of stuff. So Caroline has, Caroline Manzo has accused Brandy Brandy of sexual uh, assault uh, while they were filming the girls trip and that she grabbed her and all this stuff without consent. And Phaedra says that she was there. She was there the whole night. She saw everything. She says she was sober. She doesn't drink. And that she knows that nothing happened. And she was like, roll the cameras. Like, she feels confident that Brandy is innocent. So, again, it's Phaedra. So take it with a grain of salt because we know Phaedra is not always the most honest. But, you know, that being said, she's like, roll the tape. So that does sound kind of convincing. Um, God, I just, that is such a mess. That Morocco, R-H-U-G-T. Like, it's like, I want to see the season. And then there's another part of me that's like, I can understand why they might just shelve it. But then there's another part of me that's like, if this is on camera, I'm not saying roll the tapes necessarily for the public, but can they not just resolve this with the footage? Like, I don't know. It's like, Because if it isn't true, it's ruining Brandy's life and career, as Brandy says. If it is true, then, you know, they should maybe just throw the season out, confirm that Brandy was wrong and that she will never be hired again. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe those solutions are stupid. I don't know. But I do know that this limbo is very unsettling. Okay. Last thing from BravoCon was that Sutton was upset that Kyle did not defend her on Watch What Happens Live when Teddy said she had vodka in her purse. So that was something that I didn't have on the last week's news because I hadn't seen that clip yet. But clearly, you know, that could be why maybe Kyle said she was distancing herself from Sutton in terms of their friendship, maybe, possibly. And, I mean, at the end of the day, the Fox Force 5 is going to Fox Force 5. They have their opinions. They stick in their little group. And even though Teddy's not on the show, you know, I just feel like Sutton and Garcelle are always made to be outsiders. I don't know if that's ever going to change. And it's very annoying. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the Vanity Fair article because there's been some reactions to it that I think are interesting from specifically Denise Richards. I'm going to give some of my thoughts about it in general right now, but
but I'm going to do like a full breakdown recap of it on the Patreon. So if you join Patreon, you can be looking forward to that. But I am still going to give my overall thoughts. I can't do a full bonus episode for it. Um, I just really honestly don't have time. So because I do have a full-time job (laughs) besides this and a family. Um, But I am going to release it for my Bravo Weekly musing for the Patreon this week. Um, But I am still going to give, like I said, thoughts here. So, I mean, the article was a flop. It was a big fat nothing burger, in my opinion, except for the news from Ebony, which again, even that we kind of knew about because she'd already talked about it. I believe it was on, I think it was on Carlos King's podcast. So if we're going to even go with that, then that means there really wasn't any new information. Like there was nothing in it that I read where I was like, oh, groundbreaking. Like, it confirmed information that I already knew, which is that Ramona's racist, but like, okay, we know that. And it kind of, you know, it confirmed that. And here's the thing, though. We already knew that and there was already kind of consequences for that. Like, they already canceled Roni, didn't have the new reunion, and rebooted the show (laughs) with a new, more, like, diverse cast. Now, they hired Ramona to be on Ultimate Girls Trip, which that they shouldn't have done. So that, I think, was maybe the one thing that kind of came out of this is that, yeah, Ramona's on this Ultimate Girls Trip, and they, you know, Andy said at BravoCon they already filmed it, so they're going to release it. However, do I think that they'll ever hire Ramona again? No. I think Ramona's career with Bravo is officially over because of this. So Ramona did kind of get like fully ended by this and she should have been fully ended already, but now she's fully ended. Now, all that being said, am I like surprised that Ramona, this like older white lady from like the Upper East Side who has said a million problematic things on camera doesn't, am I surprised that she says even more problematic things off camera? Not at all. Am I surprised at any of the comments, things that Ebony um, came forward with, no. We knew a lot of it. And the new stuff is obviously troubling and upsetting. To me, that was like the most, that was the only like important part of the article. That was the only part of the article that was worth anything. But even that part, you know, Ebony had already tried to talk about it. And the problem was kind of that people didn't listen. But it's almost like now that it's like Bethany and Leah, like, or mostly Bethany spearheading this. It's like, finally, people are listening to something that we should have listened to, that everyone should have listened to before. Let's be honest. Um, The other thing is like, it was just like, adults drink. Okay. Like, a lot of them don't, too. Like, I don't know. There's, sorry, I just kicked my desk. Um, Somebody pointed out that Candy has been on Housewives for longer than any other housewife and has had one drink total in her entire time. I was just saying, like, Phaedra doesn't drink. Um, A lot of the housewives don't drink. The the new season, like, Uba doesn't drink. Uh, Jenna Lyons didn't drink. Like, you you don't have to drink. Lala's been sober. She celebrated her five-year sober anniversary this year. 
Like, yeah, she did drink, but she stopped and she clearly has been able to maintain sobriety while being a full-time cast member. Like, it's not... I Like, just the correlation and the assumption that the show is the reason people may have alcohol or addiction problems, I I don't know about that. Now, do I think, like, yes, they might have, you know, a vacation house or something and they have, like, alcohol stocked and all that? Yeah, however, like, outside of the reality TV world, I go to parties and have been to social events where alcohol is also stocked. <laughs> by the person throwing the party or I'll go to weddings where it's open bar and you can have as much alcohol as you want. Am I blaming the couple having the wedding? Like, oh, well, there was easily, it was the ex- alcohol was very easily accessible. So it's their fault that I got hammered. Like, we can't do that. The world, we're not like a dry world. There's alcohol at stores everywhere and at most social functions. That's outside of reality TV. Like trying to blame reality TV for the drinking was like, I don't know, it was just, it was just like a a stupid point. It didn't prove anything. And we already know that. Like the, the Bravo fandom, like we're so in touch with everything And the Bravo fandom is so intense. It's like, you need to really give us something new. But there was no new information. I also felt like there was just no viewpoint. Like they were, they would say something and then they would give a quote from someone else that kind of contradicted it. Like it wasn't well researched. It was just, it was really only about Roni. There was nothing from any other franchises, which is what made me think that it was really all orchestrated by Bethany, even though she's now trying to like walk her walk back from it. (laughs) So anyway, so Denise Richards was recently on Bethany's podcast and she says that she didn't understand it. Like just basically just what I said. She didn't think there was any new information. She didn't know what the point of view was. As soon as Denise starts saying this, Bethany suddenly decides that she's gonna, you know, distance herself from the article. She's like, oh, I don't even know how the article got started. Like, yeah, I don't even know, like, who, like, did it. Like, I, I, you know, I'm not a part of it. It's not my article. Like, she, it's like, she's so transparent. Like, as soon as she knows the article was a flop, she wasn't a part of it, even though I really think she was. She pitched this article. This was all her. 100%. She also starts with this conspiracy theory about how Warner Brothers owns Shed Media, who owns Vanity Fair. So that means that they can't share any of the really gritty details. Okay, Bethany. Anyways, so so if that's true, I don't know why Bethany would be approached, why Vanity Fair would even do the article in the first place. Like, just nothing makes sense. Um. Anyway, so Denise is kind of like, well, why would they... And Denise says that in the podcast. She's like, well, why would they even take this on in the first place? And then Bethany's like, I don't know, and like laughs. Okay. So also on that same podcast episode. I mean, it's clear Bethany's like trying to bait Denise the whole time, trying to get her to say she had a bad experience on Housewives. Now, she does say she had a shitty experience, but she says it's it's because of Lisa Rinna. Um, And then in her quote, she basically says like, okay, we threw away 20 years of friendship for a show that isn't going to last forever. Like, is that worth it? But again, she blames Rinna for being the one who threw it away. 
you know, and Bethany, uh, like I said, tries to bait her throughout with a lot of questions. But, you know, good for Denise. She doesn't take the bait. Um, and she doesn't go into the whole, like, let's blame Bravo. It's all their fault. Da, da, da. So another fail for Bethany. Add it to the list. There's, It's getting long. Um, in Real Housewives of Miami news, apparently on the way back from BravoCon, Alexia and Adriana had a blow up at an airport and were like screaming at each other and they got into this huge thing and it made its way to TMZ and people have been talking about it. So let me just pull up the TMZ article here. Um, okay. So I guess Alexia confronted her over financial struggle claims. So Adriana said something about like, I guess, Todd and Alexia having like some financial struggles. And then after landing in Miami on Monday, they got into like a blowout at the airport. Um, and the sources told TMZ that they exchanged words. Um, Alexia confronted Adriana near the baggage claim. Um you know, because Alexia, I guess, saw the first couple episodes. She's pissed about what um, Adriana said. And Alexia said, you act like you're the star of the show. And Adriana barked back like, I am the star. And <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I guess their reconciliation, as we're seeing, is not is not going well. And Alexia apparently says that they are not cash-strapped and that they're doing just fine and quote-unquote laughing all the way to the bank, which is a very Alexia thing to say. Sorry, Alexia said that. I don't know if I said Adriana. Um, So it looks like, again, we're going to have another good reunion on our hands coming up. Um, Last thing I wanted to touch on quickly is just a couple relationship statuses. Um, Olivia from Southern Charm has a new boyfriend and it is not Austin Kroll. Thank God. She went IG official with him and Charlie from Vanderpump Rules is engaged. So she went on and, you know, posted like this big engagement post. So congratulations, Charlie and congratulations, Olivia. We are glad that you found hopefully some nice men. Um, But I mean, they're not Austin, Shep or Shep. So that's a step in the right direction for Olivia for sure. Okay, so that is all for this week's Bravo Weekly News. Thank you so much for tuning in as usual. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And I will see you all next week. And you are now in the know for everything Bravo. Bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend or a hundred friends, whatever you want. You can follow me on Instagram at the Bravo Papers or for my Twitter roundups, follow at Bravo and Botox. If you'd like to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash Bravo and Botox for some much needed caffeine support. And until next time, keep overanalyzing Bravo.